Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue with our year-long journey reading the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with diary entry number 782. I am very weak today. I cannot even make my meditation in the chapel, but must lie down. Oh my Jesus, I love you, and I want to worship you with my very weakness, submitting myself entirely to your holy will. I must be on my guard, especially today, because I am becoming oversensitive to everything. Things I would not pay any attention to when I am healthy bother me today. O oh my Jesus, my shield and my strength, grant me your grace that I may emerge victorious from these combats. O oh my Jesus, transform me into yourself by the power of your love, that I may be a worthy tool in proclaiming your mercy. I thank God for this illness and these physical discomforts because I have time to converse with the Lord Jesus. It is my delight to spend long hours at the feet of the hidden God, and the hours pass like minutes as I lose track of time. I feel that a fire is burning within me, and I understand no other life but that of sacrifice, which flows from pure love. November 29, 1936. The Mother of God has taught me how to prepare for the feast of Christmas. I saw her today without the infant Jesus. She said to me, My daughter, strive after silence and humility, so that Jesus, who dwells in your heart continuously, may be able to rest. Adore him in your heart. Do not go out from your inmost being. My daughter, I shall obtain for you the grace of an interior life which will be such that, without ever leaving that interior life, you will be able to carry out all your external duties with even greater care. Dwell with him continuously in your own heart. He will be your strength. Communicate with creatures only in so far as is necessary and is required by your duties. You are a dwelling place pleasing to the living God. In you he dwells continuously with love and delight, and the living presence of God, which you experience in a more vivid and distinct way, will confirm you, my daughter, in the things I have told you. Try to act in this way until Christmas Day, and then he himself will make known to you in what way you will be communing and uniting yourself with him. November 30th, 1936. During Vespers today, an unusual pain pierced my soul. I see that, in every respect, this work is beyond my strength. I am a little child before the immensity of the task, and it is only at the Lord's clear command that I am setting about to carry it out. On the other hand, even these great graces are a burden for me, and I am barely able to carry them. I see my superiors' disbelief and doubts of all kinds, and for this reason their apprehensive behavior toward me. My Jesus, I see that even such great graces can be a source of suffering, and yet it is so. 
Not only may they be a cause of suffering, but they must be such as a sign of God's action. I understand well that if God himself did not strengthen the soul in these various ordeals, the soul would not be able to master the situation. Thus, God himself is its shield. As I continued Vespers, meditating on this mixture of suffering and grace, I heard the voice of Our Lady. Know, my daughter, that although I was raised to the dignity of Mother of God, seven swords of pain pierced my heart. Don't do anything to defend yourself. Bear everything with humility. God himself will defend you. December 1st, 1936, One Day Retreat. Today, during the morning meditation, the Lord gave me to see and understand clearly that his demands are unchangeable. I see clearly that no one can release me from the duty of doing the known will of God. A great lack of health and physical strength is not a sufficient reason and does not release me from this work that the Lord himself is carrying out through me. I am to be just a tool in his hands. And so, O Lord, here I am to carry out your will. Command me according to your eternal plans and desires. Only give me the grace that I may always be faithful to you. St. Faustina writes here of her weakness because of her illness, and she writes of the need to be careful to not be oversensitive when she is ill. When she is healthy, she would not give a second thought to some minor suffering, but in illness, every little thing becomes a reason to worry. She asks Jesus for the strength to get through every battle, and St. Faustina accepts her sufferings, they give her more time to talk to God. At the beginning of Advent, Our Lady tells Faustina how to prepare her soul for Christmas. She needs to concentrate on her interior life by striving for silence and humility. In this way, Jesus can rest in her. Faustina can stay united with Jesus interiorly she can fulfill her exterior duties while remaining interiorly united to Jesus. This is a special grace that Our Lady wins for her, and her only communicating with creatures as, so as far as is necessary is something that she as a religious can do. She's not married, she's consecrated to God, so her main focus is God. That is not something that everyone can do who is married, has a family, and have other duties. So uh, some of these things that, some of the graces that Faustina receives will be different for each of us. Our Lady speaks of the seven swords that pierced her heart. We all need to carry the cross and to accept our sufferings. And then on a one-day retreat, which the sisters would have observed once a month, our Lord teaches Faustina that she must fulfill his will despite her illnesses and her weaknesses, etc. She says, here I am, Lord. I come to do your will. And she asks for the grace to be faithful. It's interesting that she says that it is the Lord himself who's carrying out his will through her. 
And that's what he wants to do in us if we give him room to work in our hearts.